waters need your support more than ever. Make a difference in the lives of our nascent veterans by visiting wqwf.org forward slash give. Yeah, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Don't wait. Get your gold information kit absolutely free. Call 800-200-2079. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I would have had Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke join us and call in at some point here live uh, during this 9 o'clock hour of this show today. But he is literally in back-to-back uh, committee hearings and other meetings and floor action uh, here today. Uh, so so I got a chance. He had like a quick four-minute break in between uh, committee action earlier this morning. So I got a chance to catch up with him then and talk more about Waters of the U.S., and how he is really confident that they can bring this Waters of the U.S. regulation to a halt. I'll share that with you here in just a few minutes. Plus, I got a great message from Evan in Belt that came in on our Montana Talks app talking about this these attacks on these American citizens, two of whom were killed by the Mexican drug cartels just south of the Texas border. A big story in the national news. He raises a very good question, tying it right back to Montana. I'll get to that here in just a second. But first, let's go to your phone calls. Uh, if you were listening to 1450 KMMS in Bozeman earlier this, this morning, uh, you would have heard a, a listener ask a question about school choice legislation. Hey, when it comes to the Montana legislature, what is what is the status of any school choice related legislation? Looks like we've got Jolene in Belgrade on the phone lines and uh, says she has an answer for us. Thanks, Jolene, for the call. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Senate Bill 390. This was a bill um, that would have created an educational savings account to get reimbursed for education expenses for those of us that are raising our children outside of the public school system. It was a really good bill. Um, in committee, the Montana uh, Family Foundation spoke in favor of the bill. Um, homeschool Legal Defense liked the bill with the amendment that was put on the bill in the committee. The committee sponsor tried a blast motion to get it out of the Senate, and that blast motion failed by eight votes. There were 21 in favor, 29 opposed. And I do want to highlight some of these people that have ours by their name that are not for school choice. John Esp voted no. Steve Fitzpatrick voted no. Walt Sales voted no. Daniel Solomon voted no. And Shelby Vance voted no. So am I also voted no. He's up from, you know, Phillips County. So I think we need to get people in the Senate that value educational freedom. So this was Senate Bill 390 that would have created like a, like a basically like a savings account where the dollars would have followed the, the kids, basically. I've heard people use that line calling into the show before about where they want the dollars to follow the kids. So if the kid chooses to go to this school or that school, the money would follow them. I'm not, yeah, I'm not just exactly set up that way, Aaron. It was more of just 
you could opt in for this account, and you could basically, basically my understanding was submit expenses to the account and get reimbursed, which those of us that have been paying for private school and homeschool, like, that could be a really great thing. And it was an opt-in situation, so people didn't have to do it. But if they felt that there was a value to that, they could have. I mean, I really don't understand why we have Republicans voting against something like this. Yeah, interesting. Well, and heck, if one of those lawmakers are listening right now, they could call in and, and talk more about it. I, I know sometimes, you know, the school choice debate, it, you know, it's it's very popular in, you know, the larger towns and in the more urban areas where you have more opportunities uh, for school choice, whereas in, in the rural areas, uh, you know, th- there can be concern that, well, Hey, you know, you know, because every every kid in every seat in those small towns, in particular, really matters, and and the funding that's attached to it really matters, especially in in rural schools. But but yeah, you know, I'm not too familiar with the debate or why the opponents have voted against that measure in particular. So thanks for uh, thanks for bringing the issue up. Thanks for calling in. Great to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I do think I'm one of those that believes that school choice helps the public schools i've I've got kids in in public schools right now and frankly the 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 strength of the of the private schools the strength of the demand for private schools helps the rest of us who have our kids in public schools because because the more the public schools get the message that hey if you guys are pushing a radical agenda and or you're you're not helping the kids then then the more people are going to bail on your system and so it applies the pressure to provide a better uh, education for the kids in the public school system as well. Anyway, that's my take. 406-294-0970 is the number for you. Next up, Dave in Billings. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, Aaron. How you doing? Good morning. Great. Have you heard of the Montana Central Party? I haven't, no. Okay, I, I got a thing. I, I, I ran for Supreme Court about nine years ago, so I get things with Democrats all the time. And I got this thing to answer and said, we're thinking about having a Montana Central Party and the Democratic Party nominating Tester for U.S. Senate. So would you vote for him or you vote for Zinke? Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't care for Zinke, but I would vote for Zinke. I'm a libertarian. I, would, I put myself down as a party other, but I'm a libertarian. But there's, 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 there's this Central Party should be called, called probably the Montana people. People's Party or something, but it's going to be called the Montana Central Party, and they're going to uh, endorse uh, Tester along with the Democrats. So I think Tester will be on the ballot twice that way. Huh. You didn't hear about that, huh? No, no, yeah, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me because that's <laughs> that's what the, the 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 Democrats have done in election cycle after election cycle. Uh, for liberal Senator John Tester, they will they will prop up a libertarian candidate. They will prop up a third party candidate to take away votes from the conservative to try to get John Tester across the finish line. So, yeah, I'm sure they're going to use every dirty trick in the playbook uh, to try to hold on to that seat in 2020. Alas, this isn't your grandpa's pole building. Learn more at aldrichlumber.com. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
Now, this may sound like a somewhat random question to throw out there for some of you. Racquetball or tennis? I'd rather play racquetball. If I didn't have such a bad back, I'd be playing racquetball. I love playing racquetball. To me, and, and tennis is cool, but I like racquetball because racquetball is its like combat tennis. I mean, you're running back and forth, slamming into the wall, slamming into the back wall. Probably, you know, that, that along with the hard landings with parachutes is probably part of the bad back problems. But, uh, you know, I so I love racquetball. Uh, but tennis... Should uh, should this great tennis player, Novak Djokovic, should he be able to play tennis in the Miami Open? Should he be granted an exemption, an exception, so that he can come to America and play tennis? Now, why can't the world's greatest tennis player play tennis in America? I thought we were a free country. What's going on? Anybody and their mother is sneaking across the southern border right now with the Mexican drug cartels, fentanyl, and more, and yet a tennis player can't come to Miami and play tennis? Uh, apparently, our federal government still has a vaccine requirement in place. Completely absurd. The pandemic, in Joe Biden's own words, is, is over, and we all know that whether you got the shot or not, you can still get COVID-19. You can still transmit COVID-19. So why are we still forcing people to have this shot just to come into the country to play tennis? Uh, going back to one of our listeners in Scobie, Montana, he made a point that there, there was a Canadian that wanted to come down and pick up a tractor in Scobie, an American, you know, an American uh, bought equipment. He had to send his kid to come down and get it because... The, the vaccine requirement was still in place. It's just stupid. So so anyway, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, according to uh, a tweet from Seth Dillon, who is the founder of the Babylon Bee, uh, shared this. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has called on Biden to let Djokovic play in the Miami Open. DeSantis saying, quote, the time has come to give up the fiction that COVID vaccines remain a necessary tool to promote public health. And so so there's many that are now calling for Djokovic to get an exception. Do you think Djokovic should get an exception? I don't think he should get an exception. I think they should do away. And I think Florida Governor Ron DeSantis would agree here, too. They need to do away with the whole stupid policy. I like. Okay, Novak Djokovic, cool. Yeah, go to Miami and play tennis. But I care a lot more about that Canadian farmer who's buying farm equipment from America and and buying it and picking it up in places like Scobie, Montana. I care more about that guy coming into the country than I do some tennis player coming into the country. So do away with the whole stupid policy, just like they need to do away with the whole stupid policy that's punishing our veterans and denying our veterans from, from getting health care inside VA facilities. Uh, those are the policies. We don't need exceptions to those policies. We need to do away with the stupid policies altogether. Uh, great news on that front. Well, that's not great news, but it's. I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale is taking up the fight for our veterans on that front. I'll tell you about that here in just a second. But first, let's go to this news on the waters of the U.S., Waters of the U.S. This was a overreaching federal government regulation Obama and Biden were pushing in the previous administration where basically they now want to regulate your farm or your ranch. You may not even have water on that stretch of land for 10 months out of the year, but, but oh boy, you get a little intermittent stream that runs through. Boom, now they're going to come up with an excuse to regulate you. 
And so it's a clear attack on our farmers and ranchers. And ag organizations have stood up against it. Well, now Joe Biden's back in power. So, of course, he's pushing waters of the U.S. once again. Now, he doesn't give a damn about the people in East Palestine, Ohio, that are dealing with real water safety issues. But by golly, he wants to come regulate your farm or ranch, doesn't he? Well, Ryan Zinke is very confident that they can bring this thing to a halt this week. Uh, he had a quick break in committee action earlier this morning. Here, here's what he told me earlier this morning. Great to be with you. The topic of the day is waters of the U.S. The House you know, is, is putting a resolution forward to disband, defund, and get rid of the Biden administration's rule on waters of the U.S. And, and look, the, and we need one senator, one Democrat senator, to stand with us and say, you know what, Montana's important. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're hoping we have one Democrat senator, either Senator Tester or, or Manchin, someone step to the plate and go, enough's enough. Because, you know, waters of the U.S., if the federal government has jurisdiction over intermittent streams and cow ponds and vernal pools, you know, seasonal mud puddles that fill up, they'll be in everyone's backyard. And I can tell you, it's not going to work in Montana. The federal government needs to stay in their box. Water in Montana is, you know, is, is for fighting, whiskey's for drinking. So th- th- this is something that's in the best interest of Montana, and uh, we're, we're calling everyone to make sure that everyone gets in the phone call. Because, look, if, if, the, if the federal's own our water, that's every ranch, farm, every, every backyard is, is in, in jeopardy. Yeah, this is big as I understand it. And what I want to do is I know we've got a hard break coming up here in about in less than a minute, but I'm going to continue chatting with you during the break and record our conversation because I know you're in a brief break yourself. So that's why we appreciate the surprise phone call. But 30 seconds before our break, Congress actually has the ability to bring this to a halt. Right? Absolutely. Congress has a, has, a, has authority, has to pass. Uh, we did the same thing on, on D.C. when the D.C. decided to make carjacking, you know, uh, a misdemeanor, among other things, enough's enough. Uh, so Congress can and has the authority. This is one of the promises that we've made, that we will stand tall for the interest of Montana, and we'll push back on our federal overreach. I think water is the example of federal overreach. All right, so Republicans have control of the House of Representatives. Uh, but what is this tool that allows them to now possibly rein in waters of the U.S.? So as I referenced there, I was able to continue the conversation for a couple more minutes. Uh, here's where we get into a little bit more of the details. So Congressman Ryan Zinke, yeah, you, you were talking about how Congress absolutely has the tool to be able to stop this waters of the U.S. regulation. But, uh, but the key is with a Democrat-run Senate, how are you so confident that Republicans will be able to bring this to a halt? Well, this is a privileged vote, and all we need is one Democrat uh, senator to, to vote with us, and we can stop this. And this is not in the interest of Montana. I'm calling on Senator Tester to do just that. We have Joe Manchin that's proven himself uh, on, on energy and on other issues and understands the water water part. So this is this is an this is an important. Uh, statement and an important uh, issue in Montana. Look, if the federal government has jurisdiction of all law, no matter size, you know, when you do an overlay at Montana, that's, that's at least 90% of Montana uh, will be in this. You have other states, Florida, et cetera. And we just, we just don't need the federal government, uh, you know, in, in people's backyard. 
and, yeah. and we can win on this one, but we got we got to make sure that everyone is stays you know front side focused and and uses the power of, of, of Congress to dismantle this this awful awful rule. And as I understand it, why Republicans are so confident they can do this is under the Congressional Review Act. So if the House uh, tri- blocks WOTUS. You only need to get a, a simple majority in the Senate to bring this thing to a halt as well. So that's where one vote really does matter here. Absolutely, and that's why it's so important. So, and uh, promise, promise made is to make, make sure we have a promise kept. All right, yeah, so that was uh, Congressman Ryan Zinke earlier this morning. Yeah, what's known as the Congressional Review Act, the CRA, Basically, they Congress can review any new rule or regulation uh, when a new Congress comes in into play, just like the the House Republicans just took over. So they can review these regulations. So that's what they're doing, and then and then the Republican controlled House will vote to put a stop to this. But what happens when it gets to the Senate? Well, this is where it gets interesting because the Democrats are now down two. There are two Democrat senators that are basically out of play for health reasons. You've probably been hearing about that Fetterman uh, guy and his health challenges. Well, there's two of them that are out indefinitely for health reasons. So literally one vote could make the difference here because under the Congressional Review Act, you only need a simple majority, not the 60-vote threshold. All right, speaking of water, let's get back into your phone calls here, 406 294 0970. I, I've, I've gotten uh, an email from uh, Jared in Anaconda, one of our, our great Democrat callers out of Anaconda. And uh, Jared, apparently you don't like a, uh, a water park that they're looking to put in in Anaconda. Anyway, thanks for calling in. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not against a water park. Um, I feel like there was some stuff that wasn't covered in the agenda for the town meeting. Um, I've kind of read over the Montana Constitution a couple times, but so they we have this one point five million dollar water park coming in that uses three hundred and twenty eight gallons a minute, and if you do the math, I mean, and obviously this thing ain't running the whole day, but it's nineteen thousand gallons an hour, and it's coming out of the aquifer, um, and then they're going to dump it into the sewer, and I don't know the science and logistics of all of that, but. So in our declaration or our uh, agenda for the meeting where they did this, they did not say anything about the price. It's just a water park. So when reading in the Constitution, Article 2, Section 8, Declaration of Rights, the right to participate, the public has the right to expect government to afford such reasonable opportunity of a citizen participation. We didn't get really any details other than it was just a water park and a playground. And then Section 9 of Article 2 is the right to know, and I guess they did let us know. Um, it was said that we were getting a water park, or the meeting was about a water park. But then if you read further, Article 9, Section 1, Part 1, the state and each person shall maintain and improve a clean and healthful environment in Montana for present and future generations. Huh. So are well, you, I'm trying to wait. Yeah, so, well, so hold that thought. So I guess, I guess my question is, I guess, well, why are you concerned about a water park for kids, for one? And I guess, two, are you concerned that this would violate the clean and healthful environment provision of Montana's Constitution? So, so stand by, because I want to hear from you. But we've got to take a quick break. Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, what is floating around our skies? How long have they been here? What's the origin of this? 
What are they collecting? Why are they collecting it? And I think most important of all, why the secrecy around all this? Why the secrecy? Weekdays, 10 to 1, right here on News Talk. The Dan Bongino Show. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. This week, I'm in Orlando, Florida for the 2023 Commodity Classic, where groups like the National Association of Wheat Growers, Soybean Association, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, National Sorghum Producers, and National Corn Growers Association hold their annual meetings in conjunction with the Commodity Classic Agriculture Trade Show. And one big topic that will be discussed this week is Mexico's efforts to ban GMO corn imports from the United States. Just last week, the United States announced that regarding Mexico's announcement that they will ban biotech corn imports from the United States, the United States has announced it will seek technical consultations with Mexico conducted through the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement in its Sanitary and Phytosanitary Measures Chapter. Doug McCaleb is the U.S. Trade Representative Office's Chief Agriculture Negotiator. These are not things that we are asking for a new commitment or a new promise, but instead it is something that we believe countries have already agreed to when they put their name next to following risk assessments, following science. And so it is our expectation that countries are able to live up to those commitments that are already in place. U.S. corn exports to Mexico total around $1 billion annually. I'm Lane Nordlund. Have a great day. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Sally in Sunburst, Evan in Belt. Got a couple of messages I want to share here uh, in just a second, uh, but do want to get to your phone calls as well. 406-294-0970 if you want to call in right now. Uh, we should be able to get to you fairly quickly here, uh, but first I do want to go back to Jared in Anaconda. So uh, yeah, Jared, thanks for sticking around through the break there. So you're concerned about this new water park for kids in Anaconda. You're concerned that it's going to use too much water, and I know you're a big fisherman and like to fish the rivers in the stream. So you're concerned that it's going to use too much water. And so did I hear you right that, that you feel that this could be a violation of the clean and healthful environment provision in in Montana's constitution? Did I hear you right? Well, my part is they're putting it too close to Warm Springs Creek. Um, it's basically within eyesight of the trout hatchery and the creek, but also, I mean, I am a fisherman, but I grew up on a farm. We have 1,200 acres in Iowa. Um, I worked on a ranch down in Wise River, 600-acre ranch. I know the importance of water to farmers and ranchers. And obviously, yes, I mean, I was fishing yesterday for perch on a pond, <laughs> you know, ice fishing. So Water is important to me, but I just feel like y'all need to know that this is happening. These water parks are coming up everywhere, and so this water is coming out of our wells, the aquifer, and just being being put into the sewer. I just feel like if everybody knew that they could actually install a recirculation filter system or anything like that, 
and then even just put it, there's a park that they could put it in called Benny Goodman Park, um, where they could put this, and it doesn't have to be 328 gallons a minute, it could be smaller. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with the, the way water's going and all the stuff going on, even with, and you know, I, I I'm feel, yeah. about Biden. I, yeah, I guess. I, we just need to worry about water. Yeah, I guess my, my thing about water is, is I feel like we, we send too much of it downstream. It's, it's not that we're, we're using too much of it here in Montana. We're using too much of it, uh, whether it's residential use or whether it's uh, ranching use or, or, you know, irrigation, uh, uses for, or, or a kid's water park. Uh, I, I like all the above, right? I, I I think the problem that we've got in America is we're sending too much of it downstream. I, like California, for example. I, I saw somebody down, a friend down in Southern California shared a photograph. They've got snow on the mountains outside of L.A. for the first time in who knows how many years, right? And and I look at that and it's like, and all of that snow is eventually going to melt, eventually. And it's just going to dump right into the ocean. And, and you know, and the, these folks in California, they tore out all these dams in the name of the environment. And then now they're trying to f- create fake uh, beaver-like uh, dams in order to in order to help the environment with dams. And it's like, well, if you wouldn't have taken out the damn dam in the first place, you, you know. So, so yeah, no, it's uh, that goes back to what uh, Congressman Ryan Zinke had to say there about uh, whiskeys for, for drinking and waters for fighting. Either way, Jared, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you, as always. I also thought that was interesting a citation of a the clean and healthful environment provision in our montana constitution uh i mean you know think about it think about how vague that provision is and how it has been used by some of these environmental groups it's so vague that i mean who are we to say that it's not a violation of the clean and healthful environment? Now, uh, I, I hope a, I would hope that a, a kid's water park wouldn't get shut down because of the clean and healthful environment provision. But look, at there's there's been other projects that have been shut down in this state because of the clean and healthful environment provision. And so and that's why conservatives have said how absurd that that over uh, generic, over generalized provision can be. In fact, uh, uh, you know, if we've seen anything out of some of these environmental groups, it's how they have hurt the environment in the name of protecting the environment. Either way, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Uh, Let's see. Sally in Sunburst sent us this message. I believe President, but she's referring to Novak Djokovic uh, playing tennis. Should Novak Djokovic get an exception uh, to play tennis in America despite the COVID shot mandate to enter America? I believe President Biden put the magical end of the pandemic date uh, ahead to May 14th. So farmers and tennis players have to play the get the vax game. While unvaxxed illegal aliens pour through unannounced down south. It also gives the Biden White House more time to buy young voters by canceling their college loans and allowing them to further prolong their need to become responsible for their own actions, adults. Uh, So that was Sally. Sally, thanks for that message. And, yes, speaking of our southern border. Been all over the national news. These four Americans, who were uh, two of them were killed by the drug cartel in Mexico. The other two taken hostage, and and so now, uh, Evan and Belt made a good point. He says, uh, you know, according to the words of John Kirby, who has been a spokesperson for the Biden White House here, he said that these attacks on United States citizens are unacceptable no matter where or under what circumstances they occur. 
And so he says that he wants justice done in this case. And so Evan makes a, a good point here. So by his definition, why isn't the Biden administration, who he works for, doing anything to secure the southern border, which is responsible for the deaths of tens of thousands of our citizens every year? So you want justice in this case just south of the Texas border, but you don't, you aren't demanding justice in all of these other cases. And, and, of course, we know exactly what Evan is referring to because right here in Montana, we've got a huge problem with fentanyl and meth that's coming in here straight from the, from the Mexican drug cartels uh, across our southern border. 2940970, the number for you. Let's go to Francis in Wolf Point. Francis, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. Thank you. I appreciate this. I usually don't get on. Well, sometimes the phone lines get full. I apologize. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand that. But what I wanted to talk about is um, our national deficit and um, hyperinflation. And it, it's a scary and real fact that it could happen. And I've been trying to warn my community members to get prepared. What's going to happen is if economic collapse happens, what's, what's going to happen? There's going to be no police or anything like that. And what's Biden doing? We, the people, have the power to march to Washington and remove whoever we want. The people elect them. We have the power. I don't know why people ain't doing more of this. It hurts, and I want to cry because our country is ignoring these things. $32 trillion in debt. That's not even counting the unfunded liabilities. Holy, yeah, what? I just wanted to get that message across to people that we, the people, have the power to walk to Washington and remove whoever we want. Our constitutional rights are being taken away, and I'm, I'm really scared. Well, it's crazy. $32 trillion in debt. I, you know, next year is the big elections when we, the people, have have the right to vote and remove some of these politicians who are piling this debt on. When John Tester first ran in 2006, the debt was, was $6 trillion, and he was campaigning against the national debt. He's now piled on so many so many pounds to our national debt, it's $32 trillion in climbing. It's crazy. And then people don't look at, okay, what does the United States make a year, let alone how could they pay that back? We're going to be forever in debt. And communist Chinese now, or, you know, that sent the spy balloon overhead, are now uh, basically threatening hostile action. And they're uh, buying up all sorts of land in South Dakota. And Montana, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. What? You mentioned the inflation and, and, you know, what could happen to our economy, but then look at what's already happening with inflation right yeah. now. That's why I feel like crying because it seems like people are, you know, blinded to that fact. Like, okay, like, accepting that everything's going to be okay, like, next year, next year, next year. It's not. We need to do something now. Yeah, that, that's why I think this tax relief here in Montana is so important because people are getting hammered by the inflation. and pools. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana-owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Uh, Sally and uh, Sunburst really connected the two here where, okay, so you've got uh, the Biden administration 
letting all these unvaxxed illegal alien drug cartel uh, smuggled folks stream across our southern border. It's creating uh, this fentanyl crisis in America. And yet they don't want to let Novak Djokovic come in and play tennis because he didn't get the shot. They're still forcing our veterans to have to wear these masks inside VA healthcare facilities. In fact, a few weeks ago, I shared a story. Uh, I shared an open letter from a Montana veteran who still serves his country as a firefighter here in Montana. And he was denied VA healthcare because he wasn't wearing a mask. So anyway, I shared his story on this show on montana talks and now thankfully montana congressman matt rosendale uh has sent a letter to the executive director of the montana va healthcare system requesting answers after a veteran was denied care for refusing to wear a mask congressman matt rosendale in the letter said this Denying anyone, particularly a veteran, medical care over a personal decision is outrageous and violates the Hippocratic Oath. The pandemic is over and it is time to end all mandates. It is wrong that veterans who have honorably served our country are being denied proper medical treatment due to an outdated and senseless mandate. So thanks to uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale for not only sending out that letter, but also for sending out a press release to the media all across Montana about the letter uh, and about the veteran who was denied care uh, that that we first told you about. I, I hope that I would hope that more folks in the Montana media would also do stories about this because it is it is outrageous what is going on right now the fact that we are still slapping our veterans in the face with this nonsense after all we know right now uh but yeah as our our listener in sunburst pointed out okay you've got illegal aliens pouring across our southern border the southern border is an absolute war zone right now that's what it is. There, there's, there's no other way to describe it. It is a war zone, and the drug cartels are terrorists. I mean, this, this story of the four Americans in the minivan that were trying to get health care on the cheap in Mexico, and they end up getting two of them get shot and killed by the drug cartels. The other two get, get captured by the cartels. This is like something that you would expect if you left the wire in Afghanistan without the proper security, not just taking a simple drive south of Texas, Right. I mean, as a kid, I remember, you know, going into Mexico for a quick little family trip. And it was like, yeah, you knew you had to be a little careful. Don't drink the water. But uh, getting kidnapped and shot in the streets by the drug cartels, there is a war on our southern border. And like Sheriff Dutton out of Lewis and Clark County and Attorney General Austin Knutson have said, the president needs to declare these cartels as terrorist organizations. Here's the question Peter Ducey asked Corrine Jean-Pierre at the White House yesterday. So cartels kill Americans on this side of the border with drugs, and now they're killing Americans on the other side of the border with guns. Why is President Biden so comfortable with cartels operating so close to the U.S.? Well, let's be very clear. Let me take on the drug part here, because since you brought this up, um, because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows. Wow. Uh, I mean, could you get any more out of touch than that? Oh, no, we're at historic lows Well, with fentanyl. Really, go tell that to the families on our reservations that are raining, raising their own grandkids right now because of the fentanyl threat. Go, that, go tell that to the families in Butte that lost kids because of, of fentanyl. 
What, what do we have, an 11,000% increase in seizures of fentanyl here in Montana? And that's just what they've actually found. That's not, that's not the numbers of what they weren't able to get a hold of. Uh, so completely out of touch. Uh, uh, let's see another. Oh, yesterday we, we talked, we, you know, we packed a lot into this show yesterday. It took a lot of phone calls on a lot of different topics. We talked about uh, the January 6th surveillance footage that Tucker Carlson uh, released. He just showed the video. He just ran the tape. You can you can see it for yourself. You can judge for yourself. Uh, but here's what was very interesting. Last night, Tucker Carlson also interviewed a Capitol Police officer who basically made the point that he was he was telling his superiors that they had problems, that they needed to evacuate. And it was like nobody wanted to hear what he had to say. The other thing that was interesting, and that was on uh, Tucker Carlson's program last night. The other thing that was very interesting is last night, Sean Hannity had the former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund on his show. And and Stephen Sund, who was the Capitol Police Chief, made the point that he was asking for more security ahead of January 6th, just like President Donald Trump was calling for more security and more National Guard to be available ahead of January 6th. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser re- rejected calls for more National Guard. Here's what the former Capitol Police chief had to say. Paul Irving uh, is uh, politically appointed by Speaker Pelosi. Uh, he initially, when I asked for the National Guard on January 3rd, which was a uh, Sunday, it was the first day of the uh, new Congress, uh, he said specifically, quote, I don't like the optics. Uh, and besides, the intelligence didn't uh, support it. So, so the bottom line is Capitol Police knew what everybody else in federal law enforcement also knew, that they needed to have more security available on that day. But Nancy Pelosi's appointees said no. The D.C. mayor said no. And again, to go to that Latin phrase, qui bono, who benefits? Who has benefited from January 6th? The very people that didn't want you to see the surveillance footage that's now been released. 